Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before we get going today, I want to mention an incredible clinic opportunity with Lawrence First and Goal Clinic. We have over 160 coaches from the FBS and FCS level, as well as some NFL coaches sprinkled in there. And great coaches have been helping out Lawrence First and Goal for years from the small college level as well. Check out this clinic. It's at lfgf.coachesclinic.com. These coaches who are presenting are giving back to the game and helping a great foundation. Lawrence First and Goal was set up as a camp that was run yearly. Right now with the pandemic, that camp cannot be run. And unfortunately, the fundraising efforts have come to a halt because there isn't a camp. Until now with this clinic, the clinic raises money for research for pediatric brain tumor as well as cancer services. Again, go to lfgf.coachesclinic.com to see the lineup headline by guys like Mac Brown, Luke Fickle, Dan Quinn, former NFL head coach, and Greg Shiano. We have many more who are being added to the list. There are about 80 coaches in there right now. About half of the lineup is in. Coach John Luce from Army and I have been very intentional about how we've set up this lineup, and we're making sure that it has something for every position coach, every coordinator every strength and conditioning coach. Again, check it out at lfgf.coachesclinic.com and save on our early bird special, $49 right now for the entire clinic, $150 for a staff of five. Today's podcast is a quick cast from our archives. This is a tool I really like to use as a coach, something that I picked up at a, at a coach's clinic called the Leadership Ladder. I think as you start your off-season, especially with some of the limitations, you need some tools that help you pay attention to where your team's at, and that's exactly what this one is designed for. Check it out. Welcome to the Coaching Coordinator Podcast. We take another page out of my notebook today. And we're going to focus on leadership. This is the time of the year where we're trying to figure out who are the leaders for next year's team. We want to see those things develop. We certainly want to help our players along the way. And one of the tools that I always use is something I picked up at a coach's clinic. I believe it was at the Ohio High School Football Coaches Association Clinic, one of the best clinics, in my opinion, in the country. And one of the speakers there was Greg Brandon, who was at the time the head football coach at Bowling Green State University. Currently, he's the head football coach at the Colorado School of the Mines. 
And he shared this leadership ladder and it really simplified the different levels that people get to in terms of being to lead others. And it was something then that I turned into a tool to share with my players. It was something we put in our players' manuals. Everybody saw what this was from a freshman on up. We really started to emphasize it at this time of the year, every year, to see where are the leaders for next year's team. Every part of the offseason would begin with something that was more coach-driven in terms of setting players' goals, helping them see where they need to get, and starting to move them along that path. But eventually, you're going to have to turn this over to your seniors because the teams that are most successful can always point to having strong senior leadership, having strong leaders on their team. The beginning of the offseason is focused on the individual, but then we have to move that individual towards being about others and what their roles are within the team. They have to become the best they can be, certainly, but they also have to be somebody who helps make the rest of the team better. So we started to emphasize this leadership ladder, and I'll share both a copy of it in our show notes as well as a blank one. You can download the Word document and put your logo on there. I think it's a useful tool. And it shows just five levels. And the idea is that you want your players to move up to that highest level. So going from the bottom, level one, it's the lowest level of leadership. It's seniority. And just meaning that you got older, right? We expect our seniors to be the leaders of our team. But just getting to that level, just becoming a senior doesn't mean you are automatically a leader. The next level is selfish, and it's players who basically are doing things for the benefit of themselves. And we do start that way in the offseason. I think a lot of those guys are focused on what do I need to do to earn my role. And so there is a little bit of that selfish focus on here's what I need to do to achieve my goals. But again, we have to move those guys out of that individual thinking and moving to better the team. The next level is unselfish. The fourth level is self-sacrifice, and the fifth level is a high investment in others. So we'll go through what it says in each level of this. Again, the lowest level, seniority. This is the least influential position of leadership. You're considered a leader only because you have seniority. In other words, you got older. Not a whole lot there to developing the skill of becoming a leader. Level two is selfish. A bond has been established with your teammates. Specific people are following you, but you have not invested in the team. Your actions are not consistent. The third level is unselfish. You are producing results. You are more action than talk and committed to the offseason. People are following your example. However, you are doing things mostly because it benefits you as an individual. We see that all the time. Guys who want that position, they're doing it for unselfish reasons. They haven't quite figured it out yet that the reason they have to be doing it is really for others rather than for themselves, but they're moving up that ladder. The fourth level, self-sacrifice. You are 100% committed to the team. You go beyond surface level acquaintance with your teammates and make sacrifices for the good of the team. So that player now starts sacrificing, understanding that it's not just about him and is being becoming involved in others. 
And then the fifth level or the highest level is investment in others. You've made a personal investment in another person's life. That person would say that you have had an influential presence in his life. And certainly, whatever we're doing, whether we're leading a football team, whether we're being a father or a husband, we want to have that kind of influence on someone's life. We're making a difference. We're, we're a man for others. That's something we want to aim for. So the offseason, I said, really begins with that individual focus everybody's thinking about their goals where they want to be what their role on the team is going to be for the next season etc and it it really is a time that has to go back to being a little bit more coach driven it's more about coaches modeling positive leadership so if players see coaches approach individuals who are not doing things in the right way with negativity then players will do the same thing when it's time for them to step up and correct somebody So as frustrating as it might become at times, a positive approach gets better results. It's all about building a rapport with the guys, and you need to teach them to build that rapport with each other. And if it's built around positive interactions, you're going to have a much better chance for success than if you're grinding guys down, if it's based on negativity. Um, Those kinds of things don't necessarily work as well. As a staff we utilize this tool to really see where guys are at. We want to help them move up that ladder. We want to move them from somebody who is selfish to somebody who is investing in others. Modeling is part of it. Communication is the other part. So this tool isn't just something that was you know, nice with our logo on it. We hand it out. We go to it often, and we talk to the players about where we see they're at, and we bring up specific examples to them of, you know, this is what I saw you do in the weight room today. Or, you know what, I haven't seen you do anything but move around the weight room and really pay attention to yourself and what you're doing, helping players out, whatever it might be. So we want to start to point out those behaviors to them and tell them what they're examples of. We want them to exhibit more of those behaviors because it's going to make the team better. It's going to build that bond amongst players. It's going to build a bond among coaching staff and players as well. We want to have positive individuals in our program. We do want those guys who are being a positive influence on others. And from time to time, you're going to have that player who just doesn't seem to be moving along. And uh, I think at some point, you have to think about making a decision on how do you help that guy change. Um, Removing him from some team activities for a brief period of time might be a way to do it, allowing him to think, uh, what can you do to be a better part of this team? I mean, team is not going to be built around a bunch of individuals doing their own thing it's not a an individual sport it's a team sport yes everybody has to do their job and do it to the best of their ability but you have to have those bonds and that trust within the team as well for a sport like football especially as we move through the winter months we start getting closer to spring that's when we would start to focus a little bit more about creating opportunities through team competition and activities for our leaders to take over and eventually we want those daily workouts turned over to the guys who are starting to emerge as our leaders a lot of time it is those seniors other times there's some some uh, underclassmen who work into that as well at this point In the spring, then, the seniors should reflect the coaches. The focus for the coaches really becomes on finding those great examples of self-sacrifice, of high investment in others, and pointing those out to the team and privately reinforcing that behavior, rewarding it when you see it. 
when you don't see it, it's not necessarily calling out that guy all the time. It's sometimes talking to him privately and pointing some of those things out where he can be better. We want, again, this to be a positive experience for these guys and to learn and grow and see that the best examples of this are the ones we really want. We're going to focus on and uh, reward and, and acknowledge. The leadership ladder is a great tool for us. It certainly is not full-blown culture installation. It's not our playbook for culture, but it is an important part of that, that we do want to have that leadership within our team. It was always a pillar that we built upon. Leadership was one of those things that we wanted. Uh, For those of you who have listened to the podcast before, you know I do quite a few of these with Brian Kite, and you can go back through our leadership journey. We have two seasons of those. I want to say we're somewhere around 30 to 35 episodes that you can focus on some of those details within each one on how you build a culture. We just had a great one with Brian this past week where we talked about some of those things you need to think about and being yourself when you're building that culture and how it needs to fit with you as a coach. I've also pointed out a couple times now of of a tool I really like, uh, Tim Sauer, who put together what he calls his freak, what it means to be a freak, when simply was all the behaviors that he wanted within his program, and those were driven by beliefs. And the idea, if you've listened to BK, is beliefs drive the behaviors that create the results. That's what culture is, and I think Coach did a great job of laying that out. If I was leading a team right now at this point, I definitely would put those things together just like he did in all those different areas. I'll put a link to that in show notes if you haven't seen it, and we shared his example there as well. If you're enjoying the podcast, go over to iTunes and rate and review. It really helps the podcast out. Just takes a minute. If you don't have time, click those five stars and we really appreciate it.